Your love is my only desire, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Oh, it was a big night for the Villa yesterday. It's the 22nd of July. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Venusha Hunter-Raja. Hi, gang. Hi, Marcus. Hello. Here we are. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, stop your messing around. <laughs> Sorry for putting that in your head yeah. first thing this morning. As soon as you did, you walked in and I thought, oh, but you know, that was a pleasant one. Sometimes when people put stuff in your head, I'm looking at you, Pete Donaldson, and I, I wish it was just songs sometimes. <laughs> Usually websites. It, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Have you gone to lemonparty.com yet? <laughs> yeah. Have Have you, I don't are you familiar what? with the Gotti? Whoa, hang on. What is Whoa. this nonsense? What is this filth? You've ever, never had a lemon party before? This is... Never f- hung out with a tub girl? The, I've no idea what talking about yeah. and I'm glad you never hung out on the internet on the, at the turn of the um, century Marcus this is the football ramble and decorum will prevail Marcus Speller mm-hmm. Pete Donaldson <laughs> oh actually yesterday brothers in arms Vish, for a bit Vish, Vish accused me of reading his name in full I was actually that, that was right off my dome uh, off the dome piece wow Akushina okay. Antaraja there we go yeah oh, look there. That. I think yeah, was it like last week you, look you just said in, it again look at him in the you eye think. and say that <laughs> <laughs> I've got Google Glass yeah yeah. Uh-huh. What, what the listeners don't know is that I've actually got my name written across my forehead it's very classy you can see it every morning yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's excellent stuff that is who was Donald and why were you his son is what I want to know good point yeah uh-huh. we don't just know the general Donald my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, the Premier League is is uh, it's reaching fever pitch with the relegation battle. We, mm. uh, it's it's nice that we've got something to focus on there. Obviously, Liverpool had the title wrapped up in August or whenever it was, and October. then, then tried to do a reverse down the from yeah, the. Uh, it's too late, lads. Don't try and highway. tease us on. You've already won the league. <laughs> uh, but Mike, I mean, last night was I mean it was pretty much the perfect evening for Villa. Mm. Almost right down to goal difference. Obviously, they would have preferred Davis to score that goal and not give them a heart attack when it came off the post. <laughs> uh, and Pepe Reina nearly fumbled it in. But Vish, you were at Watford I was yes and it was a bit of a what a bit of a wee jobby show wasn't it from their point <laughs> yeah. of view it was it was yeah they actually Watford actually held it together pretty well for the opening 30 minutes yeah you know? so the phrase that we keep using now is they took it to the first drinks break didn't they, <laughs> they got to the first drinks break that's yeah. always important yeah, but yeah, it yeah. only takes 45 minutes plus another 15 <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah to throw it away so the um yeah they they set up I suppose as, as most teams would mm. in their position against Manchester City, especially when you've been thumped eight 0 by them <laughs> earlier in the season. Yeah, and so, it didn't have the effect that that, that Southampton's nine 0 You've got to get that extra goal. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. I wonder maybe in a year's time we'll be referring to that eight <laughs> 0 as as something that helped them turn the maybe. corner. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, then they just they just fell apart. Really, I, th- I think what was. <laughs> What I found quite disheartening, and I, you know, I'm not a Watford fan, and I've, I've covered a few Watford games, but I don't really say I've, I've got any particular emotional affinity to them. You hate them, don't you? <laughs> Imagine saying that about a team with Troy Deeney. Yeah, you know, well, I would never. Peak. Yeah, exactly. That's you and Jim Campbell. Very handsome man, isn't he, Troy Deeney? I've always said that. Uh-huh. Um, but the <laughs> but what was particularly stark yesterday is that for a team that are that do battle and do battle well. Mm. Most of the fighting was done among themselves. Oh. Um, Troy Deeney and Ben Foster were going at each, going at each other at the start of the second half. Mm. Um, Craig Dawson had to kind mm. of intervene. And because obviously there are no crowds there and you can hear everything, it mm. was, you know, you could tell he was trying to calm everyone down. Yeah. And when you've got your three senior players and that kind of well, that's... standoff, it's a little, a little bit dispiriting. And, when you were me- yeah. yeah, when you were messaging the group about this, 
I was just like, this is what happens when you get rid of big Nigel Pearson. He does the it shouting. Is. Well, he then does. You've got three daddies shouting, then, haven't you? But is he like mm. the, is he like the dictator keeping all the regions kind of from fighting each other? And you get rid of him, Maybe. and it all goes to pot. I but, think it's a bit like three men and a baby. Yeah. Where, like, eventually, they work it out, but you have to let them work it out. Yeah. He, he's Nigel Pearson's Tom Selleck. Yeah, that. and Watford are in that little baby carrier. Yeah, yeah that's true. Watford got we in their face. So yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. There was a, there was there was a lovely shot on on the WhatsApp group of uh, of you. Uh, Waiting, presumably, to throw a question at uh, the, the bald fraud, as Jimmy Campbell calls him, <laughs> Pep Guardiola. Um, and it looked like you were in some kind of corrugated iron yeah. kind of um, shipping container. Yeah, yeah. I'm just what? waiting for my pizza on one of those little buzzy square things. Yes. Uh, brrr, yeah, and it's ready. In, in the Hackney box, box Park, waiting to throw your beer in the air. It, 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 you, <laughs> I, I have not visited the new Spurs stadium, and it's a disgrace that I haven't. Yeah. Has corrugated iron kind of left us as the kind of shipping container aesthetic? Because pretty much every single stadium, doesn't matter mm. where you are mm. in the world, has a corrugated iron uh, kind of wall to kick yeah. to make a lot of noise. Well, you're very welcome down Craven Cottage. Please. Yeah, okay. um, there's a lot of wood there, to be honest. I, I don't like it. An alarming amount of wood and temporary stands as well. Yes. But there is a new stand coming at Craven Cottage, but I hope that um, they buck the trend mm. and do put a bit of corrugated iron up there <laughs> because people like the old school feel of Craven Cottage and I think they should... Uh, right. It would be ridiculous if they did, um, but uh, but they should bow to my whimsy. Mm. Um, but I, I mean, the decision to get rid of Pearson, Peter, mm. that will be scrutinised surely much more when they go down. I mean, I know that he apparently started a big old brawl. No, I, we don't know what went on, and, and people have apparently said, no, there was no brawl. So yeah. we can only go off what uh, Deeney and Co have said. There was no brawl, just some stern words. Yes, but, but do they? How do they define brawl? <laughs> it's all relative, isn't it? It yeah. really is. Like like brawl hel- for all. To some people, a hell in a cell is a brawl, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, but apparently, apparently, like the um, the official, I certainly was years ago, and I hope and assume they've changed this. But apparently, the definition of a binge was four pints or more. Really? Well, exactly. Peter. Jesus Hitch. Wow. <laughs> so I'm clearly, in trouble. Clearly, once again, you two are out of sync of of the government. Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly fair. the government at the time. Mm. Who knows? I mean, perhaps old Bojo's put that. To, well, it's it's, know, it's, it's it's quite interesting. Um, so obviously, doing the job I do, you get to know quite a few agents, and a lot of them have studied or turned their hand at PR because they obviously realise that when you release statements, when it, when things have gone well and when things have gone badly, that certain words actually mean well. Certain words, despite their actual meaning, mm. end up meaning different things. Especially yeah. and, when they're translated as well, presumably. Yeah, exactly. So one of the things they do is they try and avoid certain words. Mm. Um, specifically words that could We've, be alliterated yes. to, to something worse. Or, oh. or to look, you know, that could be, you know, I suppose flashed up in kind of size 40 print and put on a headline. Yeah, do you right, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So well, it, it's, it is interesting, that side of it. Like what, what's it. Have you got a list of these words? No, not really. But I thought about it when I read the Watford statement because yeah. there was nothing mm-hmm. there. You couldn't extrapolate anything. Yeah. Um, there were no well wishes. So there was... It's almost like they wanted a little bit of conjecture there as to the fact mm-hmm. that he might have done something wrong. Yeah. Because I think if you wish him well and if you thank him for something, yeah. then you end up in a situation where, mm. you know, okay, then why did you get rid of him? Because, you know, you were, bot- you were bottom when he came and you were yeah. out of the relegation. Can you stick a Serbian statement? Um, <laughs> and it's also, and like, sorry, just to, without wishing to bring this bloke up, but um, the reason Dominic Cummings didn't say sorry on TV is yeah. so that other parties, for yeah. example, can cut it. And yeah, 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 he- yeah, yeah. here is uh-huh. someone who advises the Tory government, 
openly saying sorry because he fucked up. Yeah. So there, there's all sorts of but what, annoying... But do, you, Mike, do, you remember, do you remember the Ed Miliband uh, kind of famous bit of footage where he just kept on repeating the same thing over and over again, saying yeah. it slightly differently yeah. so that they couldn't clip any particular part yes. out of it? And it's, it's very cute... Very dull for anyone yeah, else to work it in. It didn't the media, work for though. him ultimately, did it? No. Um, but it's I a mean, bacon sandwich, what he ate, right? Oh, uh, come on. Come we on. all love a bacon sandwich, we're crying out loud. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about sort of piercing and so on. And, and I, I just think that. It's, well, do you, do you do it before Man City or do you do it before it, after well, Man City? I, I mean, either way, it's, it's, it's not really a, a yeah. winner, is it, really? But I mean, you weren't, you weren't, you weren't going to get anything out of that match. Well, after last night, it was such a, a terrible evening for Watford. Obviously, mm. all is not lost and. Um, and, and we'll talk about that in a sec. But if they go down now, and as you say, Vish, the way they were on the pitch, fighting among themselves as senior players, it just seems to have all gone to pot. If you're an Aston Villa fan, you'd be thinking, I'll tell you what, I, I, you, whatever's gone on there, that rather than... I mean, Villa's performance against Arsenal was good, but it, matched with the capitulation of Watford, that's possibly going to keep them up. Yeah, the other thing I, I should say about the, the Nigel Pearson issue is that having read other journalists who are well-versed in what goes on behind the scenes at, mm. at Watford, it, there does seem to be some logic, at least in their heads, as to as to why they've done what they've done. But it sounds like, you know, there were issues over tactics, there were issues with how he spoke to certain members of not just the playing staff, but yeah, that, that's the, the admin staff. That is that reason. <laughs> but, but then also that having, you know, they sacked... Uh, Javi Gracia at the start of the season yeah. and they got a bit of a bounce with Kike Sanchez Flores. Mm-hmm. They got rid of him and then they got a bit of a, bit of a longer bounce with Nigel Pearson. Yeah. And I know it sounds really stupid when you say it out loud yeah. because it is stupid, but if you've had those experiences in the season, <laughs> you would, you could legitimately think, right, well... He, we need we results, don't, get yeah, rid. You yeah. can't do we a don't few want days it. before you play the second best team in the league. Sure, but but we, they probably think, well, I mean, we don't want him to be a manager next season. Mm. Who knows? If, if mm. people are really at odds with him now, yeah. why don't we just bin him off and, and just see what happens? Because could it get any worse against the team we lost to 8-0? It can't get any better than this. It just can't. <laughs> get De Canio in there for the last game. <laughs> I thought Shakespeare was still sticking around. That's oh, when, yeah. when it first kind of came out, it sort of said that Shakespeare is going to be returning his position. I was like, yeah. that seems weird. Uh-huh. Of course he went. That would be a ridiculous Indeed. thing to do. But not unfounded when mm-hmm. it came. You know, I would imagine what that's something what would, Watford would do. I agree. There was a, sorry, just a, one last point. Um, yeah. It was really interesting. While Hayden Muller was doing his post-match uh-huh. uh, Zoom call. Ben Foster had already done yes. TV or radio and said that you know they've ne- he'd never felt this low and that yeah. morale was was really bad. And that so that came out early enough that mm. one of the journalists asked um, Hayden Mullins what he uh-huh. thought of that and if he agreed. And Hayden Mullins basically categorically denied it essentially what? because I think. That, oh, yeah. That's kind of what. That's why he's in the position he is, isn't yeah. it? Because they need someone who's a bit more positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it was really interesting. Obviously, you know, you're ultimately your your club captain in quote unquote because he is yeah. ha, has been such a ambassador for Watford yeah. over the last few years. And then you kind of caretaker manager saying something completely different. It was, well, it was interesting. That well, that shows you. I, mean, I felt sorry for Foster because actually he made some good saves, and we'll forget about that penalty save from Sterling because mm. it went. And that's the real tragedy here. Um, what a what a first goal from Sterling! It's a really delightful one to see. It's a very satisfying strike. Um, but yeah, Watford need to go to Arsenal on Sunday and win to have a chance. Of course, it's the Cajones Derby. It is El, El Cajonico. Well, this is what this is what Jim Campbell wanted for yeah. Arsenal to effectively uh, kick Relegate Troy, Troy Dean <laughs> into touch. Um, interesting. Before we move on and talk about Villa, this win for Man City was their fourth consecutive win, which is the first time this season they've done that. Really, that ah. tells you 
why they're so many points behind Liverpool and also Liverpool have been flipping brilliant. Um, when, when you had the chance to, uh, with, with, with Pep Guardiola's uh, you know sort of press conference and so on. Obviously, he he aimed a bit of a dig at Arsenal, saying you know he's all respect all the respect for what Arsenal are on the pitch, but not much off it. Is that a reference to Arsenal fan TV? Do you think? Oh, Were I, you going to ask him? But do you respect Arsenal fan TV? Uh, yeah, I, I think it was. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think he's <laughs> he's always had it in for Ty mm. in particular. Um, I, his press conference yesterday was. Was good because he, he actually mentioned the four the four game thing that you have there. Yeah, and he said, "Well, it's the first time we've won four in a row, and we won fourteen in a row last year. So that should show you how bad this season has gone yeah. with a lot of the same mm. players. Mm. Even it was Raheem Sterling's Raheem Sterling scored his eighteenth and nineteenth goal yeah. of, the, of the league season last night, and that's his. I think that's his record in a in a league season. And you know, it was asked of Pep what he thought of that. You know, those are world class numbers. I think it's twenty nine in all competitions and things mm. like that." Um, and he was like, yeah, brilliant, well done him, but it doesn't mean anything because mm. we've... I think I put the, the quote in the group about um, it's great that a player gets to fulfil his desires, yeah. <laughs> which kind of, which ta- absolutely tallies with, with you, Pete, and your opinion of him as a football pervert because mm. uh-huh. that is perverse language, I think. Well, when you said that, Pete smiled and rubbed his thighs. Unconventional <laughs> desires. <laughs> Pep Guardiola. Um, Pete, would you be pleased if Aston Villa stay up? Uh, Are you a Jody? After their uh, after their disgraceful banner work uh, when Newcastle United went down, no, I mm-hmm. would not. But then I know a lot of Villa fans, and mm. I always feel bad for them. But you do cling to a grudge, don't you? <laughs> I do cling to a grudge. Like a <laughs> bit of driftwood, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but what a win though for Villa. Yeah, Peter. I mean, and I want I let, straight to the goal. Lovely strike. <laughs> Lovely strike from Trezeguet. It was. It was beautiful, and they, they. But they needed something. I'll tell you what, though. I mentioned it earlier, though. Davis missing that chance, and then and then Nketiah hitting the post. I mean, hearts in mouth stuff, and then Rayner <laughs> nearly fumbling it. It was like it was like a scene out of Indiana Jones as the boulders getting closer to him. You know, um, but but uh, but I mean, defensively they were very good, and and that, and, and I think if you go into that game as, as an Aston Villa player. You've just seen Watford get beaten four nil. It's I think did that tie up the goal difference? I think mm. something like that. It, you're very yeah, much, it did, yeah. yeah, very yeah. much a result that's gone in your favour. I mean, what a boost! I, 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 with the goal difference thing though, the amount of goals that are throwing are getting thrown around by teams like Man City. Mm. Obviously, they're not playing Man City, but you know, seven, was it seven goals? West Ham are kind of safe by. I, I, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I think West. I think they might get pulled in, guys. I mean, it would. Be... I think there might be a ridiculous amount of goals being scored in the last weekend of the season. <laughs> What would they? What, what would they need to happen though? That is, so they'd have to, yeah, they'd have to lose few. like ten nil tonight against <laughs> yeah. Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Bruno Fernandez seems a bit annoyed, mm, so it could be mm, six or seven. Yeah, um, and then going into the game, you go one nil down against Villa. <laughs> you think, hang on a minute, lads. There's only two goals in this now. Don't count them out. That's all I'm saying. Someone did the someone did the math. A guy called Johnny Johnny Blaine on Twitter at Johnny Blaine, who is a statistician for mm. for all sorts. Um, he said to confirm if Watford win seven five at Arsenal yeah. and Aston Villa win one nil at West Ham, mm. Watford would stay up on the away goal scored in the head to head between Amazing. the sides. Come well, this on, is it. They're, 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 lovely. I'm so glad he said that because I, I, obviously goal difference is the thing. As I understand it, I could be wrong here. It then goes to on goals for how many goals you've scored. Yes, yeah. Then I assume it would then go to 
the the head to head. You know, so I'm printing the scarfs up already. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of scarfs would they be? Well, just a, a very d- detailed st- st- statistical information about uh, how the season ended. I Let's suppose. See. Let's see. Well, a bit of moth. That's a big banner to fly off, isn't it? It's... <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what they should use the planes for. Mate, earn your earn your keep. Well, yeah. Just keep the whole going, going, down, going round with with updated stats. all the ramifications. Just for more lads. <laughs> you'd have to build up a lot of speed to make sure to get the whole thing, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I guess you'd have, you'd have to whiz you around. Need, well, look, but yeah, you need a tool. lot of Boeings this week. I was so. about to say, yeah, yeah you, you need one of them, wouldn't you? Get the Cessnas out, get the Boeings yeah. in. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Um, Jack Grealish was asked uh, after the result. He was obviously visibly delighted. Mm. It's a huge step to survival, but they're very much not safe yet. Of course, we should say Villa fans don't want to do that to you. Uh, although it did work for Liverpool and Leeds, so Villa are already up. Wee. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Grealish was asked if if this could be his last game for the club at home uh, which I always think seeing that kind of question is a bit unfair after a big the ultimate example but was it's when, all we want to hear yeah well <laughs> but it, the ultimate example of that was when Steven Gerrard was asked it after Istanbul mm. against Milan when come back from 3-0 down 3 you know win the game on penalties one of the most incredible nights in their history and it's kind of like so uh, are you leaving or you're staying it's like give him a moment to bloody celebrate <laughs> but Grealish said I'm not too sure at the moment I have one aim and that's to keep this club in the Premier League where this club and fan base know where we belong and it's a bit like that's great. You shouldn't have said, I'm not too sure at the moment before that, though. I don't have a problem with Do that, not- actually. No, no. Because I, I think, you know, you'd have to be a Villa fan and willfully ignorant to not wonder where <clears throat> where Grealish is going to end up mm. next season and, and not also be of mind that it won't be at Villa Park, uh-huh. regardless of Villa, if Aston Villa stay up. So I, I, don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. He answered it quite honestly. I thought it was, it was, um, it was interesting, the interviewer, in asking the question, he actually prefaced it with, look, I can appreciate it if you don't want to answer this. And I, th- I thought that was quite clever because I saw some people having a go at him because, you know, you're either giving him an out or yeah. B, if you don't want to ask him it, don't ask him it. Yeah, that's fair. But I, it's clearly that someone who knew the player he was talking to and mm. they've probably spoken a few times on and off air yeah. and probably thought, well, if I do it like this, it'll make me seem more personable. And mm-hmm. and, and he got an honest reply, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was questioning his cojones, wasn't he? He's he right? going, what, you want to answer? You, you're gonna, you, you don't have to answer this. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to wimp uh, out, yeah. but he answered it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to answer it, of course. We can call your mum if you want, man. Can you ask your parents? You could sing the theme tune to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air if you want, or you could ask, answer the question. Do what you want, mate. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, Arsenal will be disappointed. No St. Tottering's Day again. No. Totteringham, I've probably pronounced that wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's in the worst way possible in mm. that neither team are happy with what they've done this season. <laughs> That's Mourinho for you. Yeah. Very, <laughs> on both sides. Very, his, his work is very much done. Before we move on uh, to a little bit of Serie A chat, have you seen the reports linking Mesut Ozil to the Turkish Super League? Mm. This, this could be a match made in heaven. Um, I mean, his 350 grand a week wages are a problem. Um, I'm sure he's got some friends over there. I probably well, give him a house. Well, Peter... <laughs> Uh, Hold that thought just for a brief moment. Ringing up his best man, hello. <laughs> He's got 12 months left in his Arsenal contract now. Apparently Fenerbahce were interested. But for crying out loud, surely got to push for a move to Istanbul Bazıksehir, who won the league for the first time in their short history on the weekend, breaking up the, the, the dominance mm. of the, the obvious big clubs in Turkey. They've got a number of ex-prem stars. Gail Clichy. Demba Bar, Martin Skirtle. I was going to say Martin Skirtle, like I'm from the West Country. Martin Skirtle. Um, Gokhan Inla. 
and Rubinho himself. Yeah. I mean, he'd fit in there like a glove. And, of course, uh, the club is um, apparently uh, the project of uh, Mr Erdogan himself. So, Never. Peter. What? Pete Donaldson. Surely. Ozil. I'm going to be your best man. You're going to be my... <laughs> yeah. You're going to play for my football team You're going to be my best number 10. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. You can I mean, play as as much as you want. Yeah, it's it's it. Has he been a Premier League star? Would you say, Marcus? Uh, in the past, yes. You don't have to answer the question, uh-huh. but uh, right? Has he has he lived up to his Özil <laughs> potential? Uh, this season, answer the question, please. Uh, I'm not too sure at the moment. <laughs> Here in West Philadelphia, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would argue that Mesut Özil arrived a Premier League star and just yeah. hasn't fulfilled. If that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, what's the eight night like uh, over there with Fortnite and stuff because obviously he's going to oh, he'll, need a, lot, he'll need a lot of bandwidth won't he, he will have he'll all move. the bandwidth you can wave a stick at <laughs> the old president will sort him right out gentlemen I'd like to move on to Serie A if mm. I may it's annoyed me a little bit what's happened you, there. you've been consistently annoyed about this I have been consistently weeks. annoyed now at least Atalanta won last night 1-0 mm. good lads but it's not them I'm, I'm just the tart race has been crap since the restart it was the one league it was the one. Okay, there's been a bit of title race in Spain. Actually, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's true. Um, but I mean, Juventus—they're on course for their ninth successive league title. They beat Lazio two-one on Monday evening. There was a point between uh, those two. There was well, there was a point when there was one point in it between those two sides mm. before the lockdown. Now there's what is it? Eleven points. Inter have been a bit piss poor since the restart as well. Atalanta are six points off Juventus, but the old lady have got a game in hand. And you just think, well, what happened there? What happened there, everybody? <laughs> Conte's into it. You know, he'll be furious as, as, as well. Lazio um, have been playing very nice stuff and so on. I'm, I'm, do you share my anger? I, I do, I do. Yeah. But it's in keeping with the other title races we've seen around Europe, really. Mm. Germany was a bit of a damp squib, having had that, you know, having all the build-up as, yeah. as the first returning league. and then mm. But that was always... Gonna, kind of followed suit as well. That was always going to be the case, Fish. Inter have got Conte in charge. This is a man who I always like to remind everybody when Bandro Pirlo said, when he speaks to you, his words assault you. Goodness knows. <laughs> goodness knows how black and blue those... Like the kits, they'll be. As opposed words. to Sari, when he talks to you, his breath assaults you. <laughs> well, I, do you know what? I would be quite pleased for Sari if, if he manages to win his first league title. I don't think... Anybody... I mean, that, that's, that's quite an important thing as well. That's quite I, nice, it, yeah. it can, it, Of all the teams... Uh, to sympathise with mm. Juventus aren't really one of them but sorry I think you can you can understand that can I think he's a man that. I feel a little bit sorry for for some reason because he seems like he's a type of guy he seems like a decent fella but I don't I, I think he probably doesn't have many close friends in football I think he's he's, he's... I imagine people keep the distance yes well, <laughs> due to the smell of cigarette yeah. smoke, probably. Yeah. Was it Chiellini who said he had to have a shower after going in with a meeting with him? But, um, but he, he was asked, are, are you scared of being sacked by Juventus? As he's about to lead them to the title. And he mm. said, uh, have you ever asked a Formula One driver if he's afraid of speed? No, one must not be afraid. I am living this situation with ease. <laughs> Sorry, like, maybe that's why he rubs the people up the wrong way. He's just sitting back, he's having a tab, he's taking it easy. Like, you're a Juventus man, you can't do that. <laughs> Do you think with Sarri as well that because he he's almost quite Bielsa in the fact that he he's clearly he is a obsessed bit. with the game, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is we see you know we've seen with him and uh, sorry Bielsa and, and Pep that's no, not necessarily mm. a bad thing, but because of his route into football, mm. I wonder if he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder where he always feels like he has to prove himself, maybe. Mm. And I, I suppose it's certainly something that seemed to undermine him a bit at Chelsea, where mm. I think people saw him and didn't actually recognise that he was a good manager, mm. just thought he was. Someone who's, who he was almost like a glorified fan, the way that some people would talk about him. Yeah, I know what you especially mean. when you couldn't reel off things that he'd won. Yeah, well, but, but that happened years ago to Arrigo Saki, of course. Famously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Saki, 
produced one of the best club sides of all time, which sort of shut people up for a bit until he took the Italy job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas Sari, I think, I mean, if he'd have won the league with Napoli, they were so close. I think that would have sort of put a lot of this stuff to bed. Yeah. Um, he's obviously won the Europa League with Chelsea. If you win the league, league with Juventus, people will say, oh, well, come on. Well, exactly. But I've... still, though, I think that he deserves more credit than that because this season, with, with Conte Inter and with the way Lazio have been playing and, and Atalanta as well. I mean, Atalanta... Putting in the goals. 95 goals <laughs> they've scored. Endless I mean, goals. It, the last time that happened was Fiorentina in, in 1958-59. <laughs> I mean, it, the last side who I think broke the 100-goal mark was 1951 in Serie A. That's how impressive mm. they've been. So so to really, he, they will win the league at a canter. Yeah, I understand that's again, but still, I think it's been impressive, annoyingly, because I wanted a bit more of a title race, but I can't begrudge. Um, you know, old uh, old fagash, sorry. You know, I think, but yeah, I mean, you touched on it there. I, I think it will be dismissed because it's what it's going to be. Juventus's ninth Serie A title in a row. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with Poch- with Poch- Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo, with big Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. At the age of thirty-five, he's got thirty goals. Top, joint top scorer currently with uh, Immobile. Um, the next one down is Romelu Lukaku, who's on twenty-one. That shows you. I mean, Fantastic. It was 30 goals and 30 appearances in the league, I think. Something is phenomenal like that. I think Amorosus said, uh, you have to manage your game time better. Mm. I was like, do you? Because <laughs> <laughs> it seems pretty good. Nah, just give me it. Just yeah. give me the ball. Well, Ronaldo, the first man to score at least 50 goals in the Premier League, La Liga and Serie A. Um, just uh, 51 he scored in Italy, 84 in the Premier League and 311 in La Liga. Shows you how shoddy their defences mm. are. Um, but, uh, but Ronaldo said after this, records are always important, but the most important thing is that the team wins. Well, you've changed your tune. Mm. The, thing, the thing about that, loads of footballers and obviously specifically strikers say that, but they're, they're not two independent things. If no. you score a lot of goals, your yeah. team will win a lot of games. <laughs> well, do you know what? I, I came around to it. I used to be a little bit critical of players who said, oh, I want to win the Ballon d'Or and I'm a bit like, no, focus on winning the league. And then I sort of go, oh yeah, actually I've, I've separated that. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit <laughs> what aboutism, isn't it? I, I, the, the most important thing about my car is a smooth running engine. Yeah. Yo, the wheels! Yeah. You need wheels, Pete. Yeah, what about also the Also, you can't drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, yeah, so like, you know, if, if someone had asked him, you know, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you're, you're really good at making sourdough now. And he's like, yeah, I am, but it's important that we get the win. That's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spot on, Cristiano. It's not related. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, he's the second player to have scored hat tricks in England, Spain, and Italy's top flights. Only the second player. You know, the first one was. <sighs> I want to guess me this. Have a think. Do that again. Italy, Spain, and England. Yeah, I know what you're doing. I do this all the time on Luke's game. <laughs> <laughs> he's from Chile. From Chile. Oh, oh Alexis Sanchez. Correct. Oh, Alexis nice. Sanchez. So Udinese, Barcelona and Arsenal. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, before we go for a break, uh, other big news. Big Ibrahimovic scored a brace last night for AC Milan. He's, he's had a good impact there, I think. Mm. They had six wins out of 17 before he arrived. And since he's been at the club, they've played 18 in the league. One eleven, including wins against Juve and Lazio. They've, made, they've kind of... It feels like, a, you know, when people have a relationship at school or mm. at university and they're like young and full of hope and they've got their lives ahead of him. Yeah. And then things don't go as planned, but they break up and then they come back together yeah. at the age of 40 and they're both kind of settling. Yeah. Like Ibra settling because of his age and mm. Ace Milan are down and yeah. they've kind of met each other and it's quite a sweet thing. It is, it is. but you don't want one to move on. Well, it'd be Milan, I suppose. Yeah. Although, yeah. I mean, they never, will, won't they? You never know. <laughs> you never know. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Pete's Mystery Noise. 
It's time for a mystery noise. I'm going to play a mystery noise. You guys in the studio have to figure out what the bloody hell is going on. And also the listeners have to uh, figure out what the bloody hell is going on. We'll find out what it is at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but here is today's mystery noise. Which bit was not all of it? Oh, just all of it, really. It's all from one big kind of thing. But there, there is a footballer making that ah noise, which you may be able to recognise. Is that Elvis? Is that from a Nike advert? Right, right, we'll find out at the end. Find it, out the end. It might be. We need to go, ladies and gentlemen, for a quick break. Back in a sec. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Now, back to the Premier League. There are some tonight. There are some tonight's matches. Some tonight. <laughs> there is a lot of tonight. Uh, not yet, but, but well, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, we have uh, Manchester United, West Ham, a David Moyes derby. Not the David Moyes derby. I think that's always going to be Manchester United, Everton. Mm. Uh, sorry about that, Manchester United. But a David Moyes derby. David Moyes said the difference between him and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was that uh, uh, Solskjaer has been given time. Ah, he got a bit. He got yeah. a bit of time, though, didn't he? Just... Yeah, nearly a whole season. <laughs> um, I think, but uh, Ole Gunnar had a bit more of an immediate impact, though. He you? did. He did. Mm. The, the, Moise's biggest issue, beyond being <sighs> inept for the job he got, was being the first person to follow Sir Alex Ferguson. Mm. Yeah. That was all. You know, no one wanted to be that first guy. Exactly. So um, that's what held him back, and also not being very good. Mm. Telling Rio Ferdinand to pass X many times, you know. <laughs> well, Phil Jagger does it this way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah it's a, it, but, I mean, a tough act to follow. It's why we go straight to a break after Pete's mystery noise. You can't follow that. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you really can't. Um, I, I, according to reports, uh, Sporting Club of Portugal, uh, as, or annoyingly known by them, Sporting Lisbon, uh, will get a further £4.5 million if Manchester United qualify for the Champions League as it was written into Bruno Fernandes' deal. Oh, nice. Apparently they'll get another £4.5 million as well when he makes 20 appearances for the club. He's currently on 18. I love these little things they put in. Ah, we'll have a bit of this and a bit of that. And if he lives in the northern quarter, we'll have another £4.5 million. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he um, that's just the way Manchester United have to do business now. Oh, yeah. Because they can't necessarily throw a similar kind of money that City are, even though they, they have done, obviously, with Maguire mm. and Pogba, um, in terms of trying to attract... I, I suppose there are different things, isn't it? You can, you can throw money at certain players and at certain clubs and know they'd say yes. Mm. But a lot of clubs who are actually quite well run, they do want some of them split out over a period of time. So mm-hmm. that you do kind of tick off like five million here, seven million there or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, you know, if, if Manchester United do get Jadon Sancho, for example, it sounds like there'll be quite a few add-ons on that as well, oh, yeah. beyond like the 50 million price tag or whatever mm-hmm. it ends up being. Would you trust Manchester United on performance-related bonuses? I mean, that, that is quite interesting, <laughs> which is why the the appearance thing is, is a big deal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because well, he was always Harry... going to make that many appearances. Well, that's why Harry Kane always plays every bloody match, even FA Cup matches. And then, you know, you had Pochettino saying, oh, mm. well, no, it's very much uh, bringing my team to, I think it was from some second league opposition, he sort of said, they should see an England star uh, playing in a Spurs kit. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was another. I want a 10 grand, please. There was another, uh, uh, yeah, former uh, <laughs> Spurs manager who would be uh, 
you know, keeping some players on the bench allegedly uh, because you know yeah. he knew that uh, if uh, they're they well, that happens. Yeah, that, that, that certainly happens all the time. If, yeah. if you play, you know, it's usually about twenty or twenty or thirty. <laughs> and if you're going to bomb out the, the player at the end of the season. See you later. I'd rather not qualify for the Champions League <laughs> and keep my dignity over this deal it used than to be, put him on the pitch. It used to be yeah. quite a big deal in the 90s because players weren't, weren't earning as much and those bonuses would be yeah. quite big. So I remember at Liverpool, Tony Warner um, oh, yeah. would get a, the uh, reserve goalkeeper. He would get a fee for sitting on the bench mm-hmm. right. and they, his nickname was Bonus. Right. <laughs> there you are, you see. I like it. Goal bonuses as well is another one, obviously. I mean, yeah. that's to give a bit of incentive. But that's he, why Mike Cooper for Newcastle used to just leather them at the... Yeah, opposition. <laughs> yeah. But this is the problem, though. You see, we've got to be careful with these things because obviously, if the striker, you want him to score as many goals. It changes the way that you play. Exactly. There is a complete. I'll detriment. have a new car. Thank you. <laughs> Dream needs doing. I'm not going to pass. <laughs> the best thing that's ever been written into a contract. I mean, there's been some crazy ones and articles written about it. But do you remember when Jurgen Klinsmann went back to Tottenham Hotspur? Uh, you know, second spell there, he had it written in the contract apparently that he couldn't be dropped from the first day. <laughs> Quite difficult, that, isn't it? <laughs> that's it. That's, that's what I, I, I believe that to be true. Ke- I know when Keegan signed for Newcastle. Here we go, this is what we want. He got, he got I think it was like 20% of the shirt deals, yeah. and obviously he was a big shirt seller. Yeah, didn't he sell any that year. He said he, made, he said he made more money out of that than his actual uh, salary. I was he, waiting he, for he was re- making moon money. I was oh. waiting for a really Keegan story there. And he kept all of it in a uh, in a bank that, that went to the ball. <laughs> he kept Burned it into down. a bank that down. was perfectly fine, yeah. but a load of moss got in yeah. and only ate his portion. Ate his money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor He's now laughing uncontrollably about the stuff that didn't happen to Oi! Keegan. It probably did, though, Peter. Probably did. We haven't got any reports that said it didn't happen <laughs> right um, yes so uh, Manchester United versus West Ham I mean yeah West Ham how do they approach that do they go <laughs> with the goal difference thing of just keep it down got to approach it in the West Ham way surely yeah got to come you know come out swinging yeah well I mean I, th- I think they'd see what what Chelsea did to Manchester United on the weekend yeah. and while well, they couldn't you know re- replicate that straight off I think they they can see a team there who, who look pretty tired mm-hmm. um, there's obviously issues around a goalkeeper who may or may not start so if David head the head does start then mm-hmm. just shoot on sight oh, um I mean, there is definitely a lot for a lot for them there um I don't think they need to worry no. too much about being dragged in though uh, what do you think of um Chelsea reportedly set to offer Michy Batshuayi and Ross Barkley for Declan Rice David Moyes said that they're not willing to sell rice but if they do it'll need to be bank of england money um, presumably from Keegan's portion. Um, is it but, all money here at Bank of England money? Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, you'd hope so. Yeah. Uh, is, after is the recent re- reports, though. Has he got problems with the Euro? I don't know what the problem is here. Quite possibly. Yeah. Um, if you were Ross Barkley, would you be a bit pissed off at that? A little bit, bearing in mind what, uh, you know, the great white hope for England he was going to be and all yeah. that stuff. It was, uh, it, he's, his, his stock has gone down considerably. I find swap deals interesting because you are basically saying, all right, well, we'll swap two of our guys for one of yours. Like, yeah. You'd have to be a bit put out by that, surely? Yeah, it's, it's obviously fairly common in American sport, isn't it? Yeah. Where you'll get like NBA and NFL trades for, and it will be you know a draft pick, but also like a couple of players here and there. But it'd be weird, because I, I always assume with Ross Barkley, because we still talk about him as someone with potential, as someone who's yeah. about to like crack it, mm. that to be swapped for someone like Deccan Rice, who I imagine Barkley thinks of himself yeah. as, as yeah. oh, you know, I've got that potential mm-hmm. and I can do that role. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously a bit more advanced, but similar kind of um, big whole package. But, um, but yeah, it's, quite, it's got to be quite humbling, especially to a team mm. who are 16th. Yeah. 
I, I like that when they do sort of money and a player and they have to name how much money that player is worth and it's yeah. always a derisory amount of yeah. money. And I'm going to bring it back to Keegan. Yeah. I'm going to bring it back to Andy Cole and Keith Gillespie. And you're going to mention <laughs> Keith Gillespie. I thought to myself, this is coming. It's coming. Yeah. Was he 0.5 or something? 0.757 or something weird like something that? Something like that. It was a very small amount of money. Did you hear to... the story, though? That uh, I can't remember where I read this recently. Oh, how he negotiated yeah, his, uh, uh, yeah, Sir Alex Ferguson massively, yeah. or he was Alex Ferguson in those days, mm. uh, massively helped out Keith Gillespie around he the was, table. With he was Keegan. on like a youth contract and he was on. I think it was 250 quid a week? Yeah. Something absolute, like that. Absolute peanuts. And yeah. Alex Ferguson said, right, you stay quiet. And yep. He basically became his uh, kind of uh, yeah, yeah. agent with, 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 with uh, um, uh-huh. would it be John Hall or would it have been? Oh, I can't remember. Might be John Hall. But uh, yeah, and he sort of said, uh, you stay quiet. He's on like two grand a week uh, yeah. where we're, we're right now. Uh, and we want 10 grand a week. And, and he went, all right, then, fine. Yeah. So, like, he basically, Alex Ferguson negotiated yep. his uh, his personal terms, which mm. obviously never happens ever. So, yeah. fair play. Old school football. Like uh, it. You wouldn't get that with Mike Ashley around the table. You would? No. Oh, the fireplace. Um, well, Chelsea themselves are away to Liverpool this evening. Mm. Um, of course, the Reds will be presented with the Premier League trophy as it's their last league game at home this season. God, that chopper's been up in the air for a while. My goodness. I, I, <laughs> Just running out of fuel. I'm extremely concerned. Uh, old Klopper is looking forward to it. He said, we have been champions for a month now. It's a bit like Christmas. You know, you're getting a specific present, but you're still all excited. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Usually with Christmas presents, you don't go through corridors of applause three or four times before you get the present. Though. That's very true. Oh, but how much would that improve the Christmas experience, though? And forget, you walk in and your family, just constantly clapping you and then just getting more and more annoyed at having to clap you yeah. through the 12 days of Christmas. I quite like that though. I, I love uh, Klopp's uh, sort of uh, sort of analogy there. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the big man with the trophy, I think. Yeah. With the Premier League. Yeah. You, 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 well, I oh, sorry, Vish, I'm looking at you. You're a Manchester United fan. Um, can't you just... But Jürgen Klopp with that lovely, beautiful smile. Yeah, he does He does make it a lot harder. Um, I always think you, your enemy should still be your enemy. I don't agree with turning mm. the other cheek. Uh, right, you know, I think I think mm-hmm. rivalries are there to be stoked. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. sound a little bit like Katie Hopkins. There. I'm going to row back on you that. You are a little bit. bit. We're going to be. Um, you're not going to be called vicious. You're going to be called vicious <laughs> with that kind of chat. Uh, that uh, that was um, oh god, uh, Vic- <laughs> vicious V was my AOL username. Yeah. <laughs> That is getting typed down here. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, Vicious find, find him. Vicious Get him, hack that. Uh... Let's cancel him. See what he's been writing on forums. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. been on a bodybuilding forums writing all kinds of right wing stuff. Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Well, that's good... most wrestlers, by the way. Yeah, if you ever want to know. That's not Vish, uh, no. we assume. But Pete well, that would done... be his, vi- his, his wrestling yeah. name. Vicious Pete hasn't v. done the background check, but no. we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. For now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Klopp said that he's, uh, <laughs> he's never touched a Premier League trophy before. Before. Peter, have you ever touched a trophy? It's a little bit sordid, that isn't yeah. it? It's just yeah. the way, uh, maybe it's the way why, you said it. Why are top-level managers such deviants? Yeah. Fuck me! And he's got the he's got that grin as well, and the glasses that you're not sure if, mm. if he needs them or not. I, I walked past a, a trophy shop uh, at the weekend and said, "We're only allowing one person in at a time. Nobody wants any fucking trophies, mate." <laughs> Don't worry, but no one. There's nothing happening. Also, no it's a cheat. Null and void. Your five-a-side league is null and void. Piss off. No one's achieving. No anything. one's achieving anything. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Everyone's got a predicted grades to university. <laughs> Fuck them. Also, yeah. What 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 happens if you work in a trophy shop and someone walks in and you're there and you know you're the one working there and you're, you're looking for anything particular? No, I'm just browsing. Browsing for what? Yeah, you know, you, <laughs> well, we we you know. 
Our goal difference is looking pretty good. <laughs> you have to wonder, actually. You know, you talked about Ronaldo earlier saying goals don't matter. It's about winning games. Yeah, and winning games, that. winning trophies. Yeah. And everyone who wins trophies nowadays is a deviant. Absolute yeah. deviant. Correct. And I'm proud that at Manchester United, we have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, mm-hmm. who is... Flying in the face of that, he's fly, you know, he's flying the flag for decency, mm-hmm. for honour, <laughs> well, respect. He's, he's touched up a Premier League trophy, and look at him now. He hates it. He hates success yeah. now, doesn't he? Only has for he, two minutes though. He, runs, he, he runs in, touches it, <laughs> and runs out again. Have you, have you ever kissed the, the the tip of the World Cup trophy? That's what I want to know. Don't yeah. say tip yeah. like that. Kiss the tip. <laughs> kiss the tip. Sure, there title, is no tip, please. really. It's sort of rounded, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's bulbous at the top. You'd have to sort of put your mouth right round it, <laughs> like it, like you're trying to eat a big gobstopper. <laughs> <laughs> How Marcus, far? you started this. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I've always wondered because obviously I've been a long time listener <laughs> oh. and I've, I've assumed all deviancy onto <laughs> people. But you've just likened the World Cup yeah. to a bell end. Yeah. I think through I, that, actually, I'll correct you. Though. I was thinking of it more as Sven's head. Right, make okay. what you will there. So, okay, fair dues. Vish, Peter's just. I think this is a war of attrition. You're the enabler. I, yeah, you are. You are the enabler. If you can't beat him. Join him. <laughs> That man I'm is. Gonna me- I'm going to find the measurements. Pete's of, like Pete's of... made of liquid metal. You can't beat that. <laughs> you just cannot. T1000. Oh yeah. dearie me! Let's go to the championship. The last round of championship fixtures this evening, everybody. So much to be won and lost this evening. Mm. My goodness, it's it is unbelievable the amount of ramifications for the nation. It's it's Brentford versus Barnsley. We, we, we had a pr- basically we had a pre-ramble yeah. where Vish sat with a piece of paper trying yeah. to work out all of the oh all goodness. of the permutations. It's impossible. Yeah, in the, the Venn, the middle of the Venn diagram, you had about four teams, I think. Mm. But uh, Brentford versus Barnsley, the bees need to better West Brom's result, of course, because they buggered up on the weekend, silly sausages. Because oh, it was there, the Brentford's new stadium is looking beautiful. To be in your new stadium and have Premier League football would have been marvellous. It still could happen, but they're up against it. Barnsley desperately need a win to stay up and hope that. Charles and lose away to Leeds. Of course, West Brom playing QPR. West Brom, if they win, they're up. QPR don't seem to have much to play for, but that it's the championships. So there's always something to going on. Uh, Wigan v Fulham's an interesting one because the Almighty Whites could sneak in through the back door um, if uh, if West Brom uh, sort of fail to lose and and, um, uh, and Brentford don't win. But Wigan, Vish. They have something to play for because there's points deduction that's hanging over their heads. Yes, yeah. So the ruling is for a 12-point deduction is that if, if you finish outside the relegation zone, then it comes into effect straight away. Mm. But if you finish in the relegation zone, it carries over to next season. Yeah. Now, they're obviously yeah. in a very unique position where they are in 13th and they're currently going to go into these games 10 points ahead of Luton. Oh, it's there for them. So it's still on, and obviously they thumped Hull yeah. 8-0 in the previous round, so they um, they have a bit more going for them in terms of... They, mm. The way they were talking about it afterwards, they were like, right, we just need to bind together. And, yeah. and, and they obviously have the benefit of you know, being comfortable, having been comfortable where they are and playing like a decent yeah. brand of football to get to that position, mm-hmm. to now be like, right, fuck it, we have to yeah. really kind of come together now. This this is oh. really strange circumstances. But all so. the stuff that's going on at the bottom of the league, because Wigan would have been fine, but of course, Luton beating Hull on the on the weekend, was yeah. it? Hull losing, mm. uh, well, I mean, that would have helped Wigan, but, but just the, the whole business going down there, Hull losing 8-0, that has just ruined their goal difference. Charlton getting a, an injury time equaliser in one of their recent games, Barnsley winning. You know, it's just, it's sort of shifted all around to make it absolutely incredible for this evening. And then, of course, as we said, you know, with West Brom dropping points and then Brentford and so on, still all to play for up there. It is, oh my goodness, Peter. I mean, seldom does one get so excited. Luton are playing Blackburn, of course, they need at least a point 
have any hope of survival. But then Birmingham could... and Middlesbrough could still be relegated, <laughs> I think. Luton have been turning performances, though. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't discount them. Too I think, I, I'm not sure, actually. I'm confused with Wigan's point deduction. I'm not sure if Birmingham mm. and Middlesbrough are safe or not. But it's all eyes on the championship tonight, people. Do we need West Brom back? Hmm... Billich. They're like the parachute, like the parachute payment masters. Yeah, but Billich Thrill was there. Thrill seekers. Did you hear me the other week on the show when I was talking about Billich where he took West Ham to, uh, apparently he took West Ham to um, Seattle because he likes a bit of the old Seattle rock music. So I believe we were all on the show. Yeah. It's the same. Oh, I'm, just, I'm testing you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm going to say yes. Okay, well, I won't repeat that then. <laughs> is, is Billich, uh, is he a bit of an indie head? Oh yeah, he's, 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 he fronts a band a bit like. Oh yeah, um, no, I yeah, didn't know that. But like, he, so he, but he would like take a pilgrimage to Seattle. I to, think that's that's yeah. apparently the, the yeah. Fair play. I heard he was registering into Fraser. <laughs> is anyone into Fraser? Uh, some people in our company are very into Fraser. Yeah. That is it's weird. <laughs> that is a dig. Top salads and scrambled uh, eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's now time for Pete's Mystery Noise Reveal. It is time for Pete's Mystery uh, Noise Reveal as I just uh, modify the uh, the clout system here uh-huh. at uh, Stacom Towers. Um, <laughs> any uh, any ideas, Go on, guys? Play it again, play it again, oh, you old sport. Mm, can I? Because I've just changed the... Yeah, okay. okay, for it. Yeah. So I think, I think we're thinking Latin America. No, I, I think I know what it is. I think it's a Nike advert, and I think it's when they fight some samurais to get a ball back, and Louis van Gaal is leading... No, I think it's more modern than that. Do you think it's more modern than yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're right, fair play. I think it's someone being kicked and for, or someone dropping out of the building at the end of this advert. And oh, I think, Who was it? Who was it? I think it's Edgar Davids. It's Edgar Davids! It's Edgar Davids? Guys, you, you are incorrect. Yeah, I knew you were wrong, Vish. This is what it is. Oh, but it is, yes. Oh, it is a Nike advert. Oh, it's Figo. It's Luis Figo, of course. So, talking football. Yeah. Cherry on me. But it is one of those weird adverts where they're... Uh... I've never seen this before. No. Japanese, isn't it? And uh, right on cue, Hidetoshi Nakata. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The ball has just exploded, covering uh-huh. a lot of children in green goo. Gunged. But they're happy. Yeah, very happy. So, your mystery noise was essentially a Japanese advert. I mean, it's hard enough as it is, Peter. Well, I just thought you might be familiar with a, a, an advert that involves Louis Figo screaming, yeah. uh, it's actually a catter appearing, mm-hmm. Terry like flicking a ball over some, some baddies and then uh, covering a lot of children in green gunge. I would say it's right up our Straza, quite Well, frankly. it is, but we weren't familiar with it. Well, Marcus, you can't always be a winner. Mm. You're on the football ramble for fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> it's been a gunge heavy for you weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think we should move away from the gunge. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I think, well, you can you can try, but the gunge always finds you. <laughs> well, that's gunge gonna get you. That's what gunge happens when you're in ya. Binis with Pete Donaldson. Mm. Welcome to the gunge. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, on tomorrow's show, uh, Jules, Luke, and Jim uh, are back, and they're going to be talking about all that stuff in the championship. My goodness, mm. lucky sausages. Uh, so we look forward to that indeed. But until then, say goodbye, Vish. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. Uh, goodbye, and it's goodbye from me. This was a Stakhanov production.